Hi, and welcome to Finance Matters, where we bring you bite-sized thoughts, stories, and inspiration in the hopes that they'll be useful to you on this road we're all on to do our best and be our best in the realm of financial matters here at UVA. I'm your host, Brandi Van Ormer, here with your co-host, Patty Marbury. On this episode, Patty and I have a guest with us, and you'll notice that we're better behaved than we normally are and more professional because our guest today is Vice President for Finance, Melody Bianchetto. Thanks for being with us, Melody. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So Melody is joining us today because we asked her as part of her, I guess, sadly, what we're calling her farewell tour. (laughs) (laughs) We're asking her to come by for at least one podcast, maybe two, telling us a little bit more about her 26-year career here at UVA. And we're starting off with this episode, um, some information just about her career um, as it is um, just in itself, like how she started off and coming from being a budget analyst to where she is today, and maybe um, a little bit about how that progression happened and what advice she has and what she thinks as she looks back on her career. So um, one question I always ask about from folks who are at a really great point in their career is when you think about yourself as a younger person, like what would little Melody think about (laughs) you today? Is this what you wanted? (laughs) Or Um, or did you think you would be an astronaut? (laughs) I know I did. Well, if you go all the way back to like first grade, I think I used to say I was going to be a poet or a writer. Um, so that's kind of the opposite, although I will say I write a lot. I write quite a bit in um, my job, which some people might um, not realize. But I I know I'm probably am not surprised when when you think about going back to high school and you're thinking about what you're going to do. So I was um, I was a first gen college graduate. My my dad went to college for a year and a half and my mom got an associate's degree, but I was a first gen four year college graduate. Um, but I was also privilege that my parents had saved money towards my college education. So the the deal was I had a deal, like I stayed in state, I graduated in four years, I worked in the summers to help earn my spending money, and then they paid for my tuition fees room and board. But I also had to have a degree in something like teaching, nursing, or accounting to make sure that I had a job when I got out of that degree. I think that's pretty typical um, for, for those first gen folks. And so um, luckily I had an affinity for accounting and numbers and, and maybe, I don't know, maybe this is true or not. My dad was a banker. So, so he's got the, the, the numbers part of it, but one of our friends and neighbors was a CPA and they had a pool in their backyard. And I think they thought, I want to have a pool in my backyard when I grow up. So, um, so I came to UVA knowing I was going to apply to comm school and major in accounting. So not surprising. And I'm pretty sure I, thought I wanted to be a CFO when I grew up too. Um, although I probably wandered away from that a little bit and then came back to it. So do, did you, or I know you recently moved, do you have a pool in your backyard or did you? I do not have a pool in my backyard. <laughs> I do, I do have a water feature. It's like a, uh, a retention pond that <laughs> the keys come in, hand in, but I would not swim in it. <laughs> But close to the Rivanna and Meadow Creek, so I could go waiting or going. Okay, yeah, that that counts. <laughs> so as you got a little bit more into 
the nuts and bolts of your schooling then accounting is kind of a big field like what attracted you in particular to what you eventually went into like what did you want to when you got into the academic side of things what did you think that you could do with your with your work what did you want to change or contribute so I um well I started in public accounting and um and that I'll say was is a great start for a career because it's and it's not the accounting part of it but it was the learning how to manage, how to run an audit, how to manage the people, how to, I was doing performance evaluations my first year in. Um, so you're, you're, you very quickly start to learn how to um, lead and, and manage projects. And so that was a very important piece to that. Um, and so I did public accounting and corporate accounting for the first six years. Uh, and then I fell into my job at UVA. In fact, my husband and I had relocated down here and I was working for a small CPA firm. And it was clear that I actually wasn't very good there because a small CPA firm, you have to do a lot of business development. And I was just terrible at it. I just didn't want to go out and find people to do their tax returns. First of all, I hadn't really done tax before, so I wasn't good at it. And second of all, I just didn't want to do that. And I remember us sitting down and thinking, okay, is this grand experiment of moving? We were up in Northern Virginia. And so we decided to move to Charlottesville. Is this grand experiment a failure? And do we have to go back to Northern Virginia where there are more jobs? And um, and Jay Scott, some people will remember Jay Scott. Jay Scott called me and offered me a senior budget analyst position. I didn't even know what a budget analyst really did. Um, but Thank goodness I took that job because it ended up being um, great. And, and I love moving over into the, the mission-driven world of, of higher education. And I loved the budget office. Um, I, I was a UVA grad and being able to come back here and help put, like take dreams and turn them into reality to figure out how we were going to fund whatever it is we were going to fund when John Castine decided one day he wanted to have the best undergraduate financial aid program among public higher ed. All right, let's go figure out how we're going to do it in, in building, making those dreams happen. Um, I loved, I really, really loved that part of it. I love the way you just described that, <laughs> um, turning dreams into reality. I think that's really awesome. It, it, it brings like the, kind of profession of a budget analyst makes it something real and something like, um, I mean, numbers are certainly tangible and everything, but when you say it that way, it just really kind of does describe what you're doing in a in much more aspirational way. And I love that. And it, it's fun to think about that. Like one of the things um, some people who have been here for a long time will remember that we had a pep band instead of a marching band. And um, the pep band was a little irreverent. They got banned a few times. They said some things they shouldn't say. Eventually, um, they 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 disappeared. Um, a friend of mine's actually working on a documentary on the pep band, but we'll see what mm -hmm. comes back. But um, but the Smiths, Hunter and um, uh, and Carl Smith funded a marching band. They really wanted a marching band experience. So that was another fun piece of it too. And so literally trying to figure out how to buy the instruments. We used equipment trust fund dollars to buy the first instruments to outfit the marching band. And so I can remember sitting at a football game and telling one of my daughters, probably 
six or seven years old and saying, I helped this week. I helped figure out, well, it wasn't, the band was already there, so it wouldn't have been that week, but I, one of my jobs is to figure out how to buy all the instruments for the band. That's um, cool. So it's fun. I like that. And it's a great way to describe it to your kids too. Like yeah. just, I don't think my kids even still know. They're old. <laughs> they don't know what think, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they can Mommy, describe it. Mommy, you do. And the only, the only time it's ever been tangible for either of my kids is when I said, when I was actually editing some audio and Alice goes, is that your voice? <laughs> 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 so at this point, you um, when, for instance, we've been putting together the pieces about your career, there have been things that obviously a lot of us wouldn't have known about that you have been achievements that have been part of your career. But then there's things that even folks who have been here pretty recently would have known about, um, FST being one of the biggies here <laughs> toward the the end. What are the most rewarding things? Are the and I'm just interested. Are they things that people would expect? Like, oh yeah, this big thing that everybody knows was a big thing, or is it stuff that was like a personal triumph? <laughs> yeah, um, I guess there. So the two, I guess the things I'm very proud of, and it's getting back to what I said before, is like taking the dreams and making them reality. Uh, but I, I did, and, and most people will know, I'm, I, I do spreadsheets. That's, I just saw a friend who had a sticker that said, Ooh, that calls for a spreadsheet. Um, <laughs> and I had to order one. I'm like, okay, I need one of those. I use a spreadsheet for everything, but I helped build the, um, the spreadsheet, build the financial plan that was used to, to, um, bring in the gifts for the Batten school and the school for data science. And those, I both, um, Bill told me when he was the associate dean that they'd pull out my spreadsheet every once in a while and kind of see where they were. And Arlen says the same thing at data science. They'll pull out the spreadsheet to see because we would, I think we did like a 10-year projection on each of them. Um, and building those and they were used to to go to the donors and help sell the vision and then help actually implement it. And I'm I'm proud of that because that's a those are big deals at the university. They're really changed a lot of students getting degrees from these great schools and and what UVA is and so I'm proud of those two things mm -hmm. what about challenges are there things that you came across in your time that were unexpected challenges or um what what do you find are what comes to mind when you think about challenges as far as um your career things that that happened that you either expected or unexpected yeah. Kind of I, on the, unlike kind of the financial budget side, we took a $52 million budget reduction in the early 2000s. And that was a, a big percentage of our budget at that point in time. Mm -hmm. um, and to work through that was very difficult, but it was something we um, we had to work with all the schools. We actually in, increased tuition. We had just, you know, we, we actually increased tuition by like 26, 29% or something. Mm -hmm. Um but it was something that was that was challenging on a on a financial side. But I mean, nothing can really compare to the losses of students, and we've had several of those over my career, and um, and and certainly August eleventh and twelfth, and and those just always speak to. I can I can remember sitting in a chair watching a, a Facebook live of of the the assault on the lawn if you will, on August 11th and not knowing, you know, 
how I could feel about that. But that's those challenges are are always the hardest. Yeah. And and just really impact the entire community. So and you as a leader of a pretty large organization, you know that it affects the pe- people in your organization. So on that level as well. So that's we're lucky to have have somebody like you, you actually, as um, our leader during that time. That kind of segues nicely into another question about leadership in general. And I think that uh, to build off of what Patty said, that it's great when you have a leader. And I think that Melody, you've been this way and so has President Ryan, who addresses the human side of leading people and doesn't pretend like the things that happen outside of a business setting or an organizational setting are not happening, that you close the door on those things when people walk into the, the building. Um, so obviously that's, I think, a thing that, that you realize and you've got um, a good hold on, but what else have you learned about leadership throughout your career that you feel is important? Um, so I've been really fortunate. My first four years at UVA in the budget office, the budget office was in the basement level of Madison Hall. And just a few steps down the hall from me, Colette Chihi was to the right, Leonard Sandridge was to the left. And being able to be that close to them and spend so much time with them to get called into meetings to just like at the end of the day, Leonard's still there and go into his office and talk about what was happening. Um, I That's like one thing I worry a little bit right now about the hybrid world mm-hmm. um, and how that will, I, I think that had a huge impact on me, both being ready to uh, be promoted from a budget manager to, to being a budget director and learning from them as to how to progress all the way through my career. Um, and so we we really have to figure that out and how people can continue to to learn in that way. But um, I mean, they they are both just great. Le- there are so many learner stories, and and I can I can never really talk fully explain what an impact um, following and learning from him did. But like I had a few lessons I kind of wrote down in my in thinking about this this podcast and. Um, one Leonardism was certainly like make you're gonna have to make decisions before you have all the data you want because you'll never know everything you wish you knew, um, and that you'll just waste time waiting to get all that data and then I'll, you'll miss the opportunity. So um, know that 60, 70, 80 percent is going to probably be enough information. You should go ahead and make that decision. Um, the other thing he would talk about is just executing, getting things done, just get things done. I actually have, um, also have a, 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 I can't, I know this is a podcast and you can't see it, but I'm showing the Zoom to to Patty and to, um, uh, and Brandy, but it's Leonard's picture and it says, do what's right. Um, and a very young looking oh. Leonard Sandridge, you do what's right and you get things done. And so Got when it. you make that decision, you got to follow through and actually execute on the decision or else, uh, you know, the next year you're going to be sitting down and thinking about the same thing over again because you didn't actually get it done. Um, Compromise is necessary. 
Um, and sometimes you'll know you've made the best possible decision when everybody's a little bit unhappy because everybody had to give something um, and you come out in, in the best place, but we need to make sure you're listening. So anyway, those are just them. I think it's important to have really good mentors to listen, to watch, to learn. So in thinking about that, so kind of in that along that same line, Melody of, of learning and um, learning from your mentors, Leonard and Colette and others. Um, what do you wish you would have learned way earlier than you did in your career? I So I'll say my career and probably of my career as a parent as well, is that yeah. taking the long view and realizing that even though today's might be a really bad day or, you know, there's a setback that happens and, and, it, and it takes a while to get past it. Um, but taking the long view, it's, you're going to get past it. It's going to turn out, it's going to work out. You just keep moving ahead and finding different options and trying different ways to get things done. Um, and you'll get to, you'll get to where you need to be. It might not be what you exactly envision at that point in time, but, um, just keep moving, keep modifying, keep adapting, finding, mm -hmm. finding the path. Yeah, I find I, I agree with you. A lot of things we learn as both parents, you can apply to work and vice versa. So it's it's pretty good. So what are some major changes that you've seen uh, for the better in terms of uh, things as a whole? Well, I really and I think we're going to talk about this a little more maybe in another podcast, but um the, our work with DEI and even going further, like the, the the emphasis on access and affordability and and higher education becoming something that everyone can can participate in, I think is really important. It's still stunning to me to think. So I started at UVA in 1984 as a first year. Only 14 years earlier was the first time women came here in 1970, and that's kind of crazy to me. So. We've come a long ways that um, you can have women leaders when we didn't even have women as students um, just a few years before I started here. But I think that's important. Uh, the work that we've done in UVA finance with DEI and having um, the conversations, the hard conversations and the importance of them, I think is really important, is really good. And um, and I'll say like the renovation of Carruthers and putting in the patio out front, that was a good change too. So what do you still hope, um, You what changes do you still hope are headed our way in the next years? Well, I mean, you, well, you talked about FST. I mean, we just, it's just six months ago. So there's, we have not begun to scratch the surface of what we can do with all the information and the data, the analytics. And I think that that's our goals or that vision of being a valued and trusted financial partner. Um, I think we've just really gotten the tools that we need to be able to do that. And we'll keep um, moving forward and, and improving that. Like we, we are we're the foundation without our, without procurement and payroll and audits and planning and debt and treasury and all that stuff, the university doesn't, doesn't operate. And um, so we're, we're the foundation for all of that. But we have, what we have to see is that that doesn't make us the most important part that makes us the most critical and, and that we have to make sure that we're serving the rest of the university in the way that enables them to really 
achieve the mission because the research, the education, the, the patient service, that's all done outside the door. Um, but that partnership uh, is, is critically important. Mm -hmm. This is, I think, the hardest question, but maybe one you probably thought more about because of your brown bag series. What legacy do you think that you leave at UVA and UVA Finance? Um, well, the fact that we are UVA Finance um, and that we're not, a, a, we, we were a lot of disparate pieces. And I think now that we're a, a highly functioning, we got, a, got amazing leaders, we got amazing team, we know what we want to do. Um, the the values that the team developed first in 2016 and then we updated them in 2020. I mean, those came from the the, the whole community, um, and I think those are really important. And um, and and all for those who those who are listening, our those values are you know impeccable source of information. People have to trust us. They have to know that when we tell them something, it's it's the truth. Um, service excellence. That's getting back to being that foundation for the core mission of the university that we will be give excellent service so that the rest of the university can be great educators, innovative researchers, and, um, and terrific patient caregivers. Um, strategic continuous improvement will, you're never better. You're never the best you can be. You can always keep getting better. So keep looking at it. Collaborative partner, working with everyone. It just takes all, it takes a village to do whatever it is that you're going to do. So pull it all together. And then that uh, most importantly, I think those diverse and inclusive teams, making sure every single person in the team feels engaged, valued, a part of it, like a contributing member um, as to why we're here and, and why we want them here. And so all of that, that we, we pulled together, I think uh, it is important and hopefully hopefully is survives, <laughs> doesn't get dismantled as soon as I walk out the door. <laughs> I, I'm really glad that you mentioned the values as um, part, part of your legacy because people outside the organization may not realize the work that went into that with the entire leadership team, with you at the helm. And I just um, think that was one of the best examples that I've ever been part of um, and and witnessed of kind of building the values from the mission and making mission and vision and just um, and developing behaviors around those values so people actually know what that means and can put them into place um, and bringing making sure the entire leadership team and then people who are hired into the organization really know what UVA finance is and what it stands for. And, and, and they have to just stay at the front, you know, it just keeps it, keep it at the front of everything. Yep. Um, so, okay, let's talk about fun stuff. So what are you going to have more time to do now once February comes? I, so my last day is February 3rd and on February 7th, I'm going to Vietnam. So <laughs> I'm going to travel. Just, yeah, I was going to say just for a trip, though, right? Yeah, just for a trip. <laughs> You're not moving there. <laughs> so I've got, yeah, I've got, um, I've told myself until September that I'm just going to um, enjoy myself and then figure out what happens after that. And so I've got a trip to Vietnam. And she's leaving to, her phone at home. 
ACC. Well, nobody will be emailing me then. It'll just be fun, right? <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be the weird part is that my somebody friend, might be like, "Hey, where's that spreadsheet?" <laughs> I'm like, what? Um, I'm no. I'll turn off the MSB2P at Virginia.edu. How about that? Uh, I so I'm going to Vietnam. My husband and I are going to ACC tournament, which is always one of our things. It's around our anniversary is March 18th, so we that's always a kind of an anniversary trip. Taking my parents to New York City in April. Wow. We're taking a family trip to Europe after my daughter graduates in May. I'll move her to Boston. And then taking my two daughters with a, another friend's um, daughter, friend and her daughter to see Taylor Swift in July. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, and then, and then we'll see. And then I was like, I, I, I want to volunteer. I want to take, I have more time now to really volunteer in the community. I volunteer now at the Haven and maybe looking at some other different areas where you can really help, um, nonprofits, small businesses, and so forth be successful. I'll probably continue to teach at PVCC that I've been doing for the last year. I'd love to read, uh, read more books, cook more. I hate cooking when it's at the end of the day of working, but I love cooking when I don't. It's just like what I do that afternoon. So cooking, um, I want to kayak, play tennis, visit my parents, all that fun stuff. Um, I, I'm very lucky to be able to um, to retire at the age I am, which is 56. Yeah. I have a lot of time. So yeah. maybe I'll get the writing along one of these days. Um, so I'm, I'm just really proud of the team that I have as I thought about what I wanted to do next in my career. Um, that, the, the fact that I have... Uh, such a high-performing team. I've got a great leadership from top to bottom. Everyone feels strong. We had a successful implementation of, of Workday and the entire finance transformation process. I just feel really great about where we are. Um, and I think it's important to always go out when you're feeling good and on top. So I think you all, I think the, I think the UVA finance team for helping position me for that. So and I'm also not going far away. I'm staying in Charlottesville. I will be here. You call me. You want to get coffee at Greenberries or lunch at, let's see, somewhere, Peter Chang's or down somewhere else fun. Call me. I'll be around. Um, it's not like you won't see her at sporting events. I will be at all the sporting <laughs> events. I'll be coming to, if you guys do a uh, spring fling out on the Carruthers uh, parking lot with the food trucks, count me in. <laughs> um, so I'm, well I'm not going far well it has been an absolute pleasure having you in as a guest today thank you for making some time to come and talk with us and um we're going to enjoy talking with you a little bit more further for the dei podcast so folks if you tuned in for this one we hope that you'll take some time to listen to that one as well. And um, Patty and I will catch up with you then.